0: I think, actually, the listeners probably won't realise quite how much effort it's taken to get you to come and appear on the podcast. Welcome to a really special episode of the Leaky Bucket podcast. So as we enter into season four, there's going to be a number of key changes. Actually, what I've done is invited in Sam, my wife, and the fellow director of MBS Counts for a special episode.
1: My role is sitting behind the curtain in the company where people don't see me. (laughs) And that's specifically my role. You felt I was negative because I was always knocking down your ideas. Whereas I found it frustrating that you consistently wanted to change things. I'd been banging my head against a brick wall for a number of years and over that period of time it had started to cause some cracks within our personal relationship. No, <laughs> <laughs> don't recommend hiring friends and family. don't recommend working with friends and family as well.
0: Hi there, and welcome to the Leaky Bucket Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Morgan, and this is the Financial Performance Podcast for entrepreneurs looking to get a better understanding of their numbers, to plug the leaks in their business, and to move from surviving to thriving.
1: Morning.
0: Hello, and welcome to a really special episode of the Leaky Bucket Podcast. And this episode is so special because not only is it number 50, but actually what I've done is invited in Sam, my wife, and the fellow director of MBS Countants for a special episode. And also we've got a special reveal for you in terms of some episodes coming up. So Sam, very much welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Right. So Sam, obviously, you probably won't know unless you've been listening in, but I've mentioned you lots of times on the podcast and the strengths and the benefits that you bring to the company and also to my life. What I thought would be really, really good from this episode is just to give a little bit of an insight in terms of how the dynamics work between me and you, not only as business partners, but also as as life partners as well. So let's kick things off and go um, with what was your general feeling in terms of how do we keep that separate between between the business life uh, and the home life when obviously they're one and the same really for us because we're we're relatively always together in that space?
1: Yeah, I think uh, it would be impossible to say that we keep it 100% separate, um, but I think over the years we've been very good at, keeping some um, degree of differences there so it would be extremely rare that if there was a disagreement maybe on how something should be run within the company or how something should work at home that it would um, feed over into the company or into home life vice versa Um, there we tend to be quite good at keeping things separate in terms of that Um, if there's bits to discuss company-wise that is difficult and we have had periods of time over the years where obviously the uh, sort of children have chirped up to go we feel like you're discussing business all the time Um, and we have to take a step back and relook at our priorities and sort of remind ourselves that those conversations need to be happening during work time away from the children that family time is family time and I think we've got a lot better at separating those off specifically being really good over the last few years where we've made our Friday strategic planning days, which means that we have some dedicated time to go through those bits. Whereas I think before we uh, didn't allocate specifically time to go through. So when something popped up that we needed to talk about, it had to be done you know, in the evening, around the dinner tables or wherever sort of thing. Um, so I think having that strategic planning has been key to that for us.
0: do you want to just talk to me a little bit about your role in the organization and and then i'll I'll give an insight into elements of what what my role then is as well
1: my role is sitting behind the curtain in the company where people don't see me (laughs) Um, and i just get on with bits quietly and let you be the face of the company that's specifically my role um I've been roped into this. Uh, it's good to push yourself outside your comfort zone. So I'm secretly got a little bit of an element of me that's okay with it, enjoying it. But on the whole, my role is to stay in the background. In terms of the technical element of such of what I do within the company, uh, it's ensuring that uh, the company runs smoothly and whether that be to do with staff members, the workload, the processes, systems we use, et cetera. Um, I make sure that all of those bits are running the best they can. And if there's any improvements, what can they be and how do we implement them?
0: Brilliant. And then just for insight, obviously, my role within the company realistically is, is business development um, in terms of going out, having conversations, go to networking events, um, be vulnerable and show our challenges and our things that we come across uh, and make connections with people and the right people then want to be able to work with this then off the back of that but in terms of in in terms of then sort of the, the high level company element, i think realistically it's probably fair to say my element is to come up with ideas which i would argue are good and your role really is to bat off all the ones that maybe aren't the great and help with the selection process of coming up with with those good ones how do you think we've learned over the years to make sure that what we're doing is we're not just two directors that I think you'd argue in the early stages, we just did the same things and we talked about everything. Whereas now we're much more specific in terms of what our strengths are and what we focus on. How do you think we we make sure that, that we're doing that and sticking in mostly in our lanes of where our, our real strengths are?
1: Um. I think as the company grows you realize that you can't be everything all the time and you can't be involved in every decision and I think there comes a time where you have to learn to let go of certain elements of the company. I think that was possibly harder for you than that was for me. Um and I think we came across some bits that made it really clear as to what we would be best at in the company. Um I think we probably butted heads points at times because you felt I was negative because I was always knocking down your ideas Uh, whereas I found it frustrating that you consistently wanted to change things something would be in place for a few weeks and you'd have the next idea of how you could do it and I didn't feel like things had been given a fair go as they were Uh, so I think there was a period of time where we were um, not understanding each other's point of view on things Um, and I believe it was you that read a book. Um, about visionaries um, and things. And we realized that's what you are. And then we realized off the back of that, how your processing and your mind works um, and how my processing and mind works. And from there, I think it became a lot clearer. Um, and we realized the areas each of us should be concentrating on in the company.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. Actually, the the book isn't the obvious book, right? the book that we often come back to in terms of some of the success of our company is, is traction by, by Gino Wickman. Right. But it's actually another book within that series and the, the book's called rocket fuel. And what was a big insight for me was in the opening chapters of that. Um, it takes the visionary in integrator role that you hear about in traction and it goes into detail. And it says, if you're a visionary, this is how you probably view an integrator right now. And it was all those things like, oh, they're negative. They put down my ideas. They always seem to be like getting in my way and stopping things from happening. But then it was to go, but just think about all of these positives that the integrator does do. You know, They're highly organized. They they don't let things fall through the cracks. They, they see all those cracks when they've been spotted. They see things through to completion. And for me, it was an element to go, ah, okay. It was a deeper rooted, I suppose, element to go, you're not setting out to block me. <laughs> yeah. You're you're trying to balance and go, this is my underlying character, and I don't like to take undue risks, whereas I'm probably a little bit more of the risk taker. And between us, what we do is we find that balanced approach in the middle. Um, and sometimes it takes one or the other to go, okay, we're gonna do that, but we're just gonna add a little bit of risk in, it's my view. Or it might be we're gonna do that way, but we're just gonna tail back on the risk element. If, it's, if it suits that. Um, so over the last while or so, actually, we've reduced a lot of the risk because we've gone, actually, we need to build better foundations in the business. So we've sided a lot more over the last sort of six months in terms of your style. But actually, I think we're coming up to a period now where it's going to then switch slightly and it's going to become a bit more my style as we push slightly for that next level. And that's not to say that quality will disappear at all. It's just to go that next level or just need that little tweak up on the on the risk to go to that next
1: level yeah I think ultimately the book was perfect for me because I'd been banging my head against a brick wall for a number of years and over that period of time it had st- started to cause some cracks within our personal relationship then because over a prolonged period if you feel uh you're banging your head against a brick wall and what was happening was when you had things you wanted to change you would go ahead and change in them anyway regardless of whether I was going I'm not happy with that 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 started to create some cracks in our personal life so that that book and you having that understanding for for me was sort of um revolutionary because it allowed me the opportunity to have my stuff heard and for you to understand it from my perspective um and i think that made a key difference in the company and probably for us personally at that point
0: okay you mentioned personal lives right i think what what Everybody would like to, to get an insight into is most people. I think if you ask them, like the idea of maybe working with their, their significant other, but probably in reality would go, No, that w- it would be a degree of a nightmare. Um, we have been together, that's my my long <laughs> <in their knowledge laughs> of days. That I'm gonna say over 20 years ago, I'll keep it. <laughs> i think it's 21 right and we've certainly been married i would go over 20 as well i wouldn't specifically know i don't know the date we got
1: together so
0: okay so we're married uh, no sorry we've been married for 18 years we've been together for over um we've been together for over 20 we've obviously got to know each other very well over that period of time we know how each other um works what what can really piss each of us off and what can really motivate and drive us to do those higher levels what do you think the secret is to making a a a business relationship and a personal relationship work at the same time
1: Mm, good question um I don't know if there is a sort of secret to it I think it depends on your character I, I genuinely believe it's not for everyone um I think some couples want and need and like time apart we've always liked to spend a lot of time together um most of the things we do we're always together activity wise and things like that if the children are with us we all go as a family in bits so we've never really done stuff that's sort of separate on the whole so it's not abnormal to be together the majority of the time um i mean there's certainly elements where both of us can feel irritated or pissed off with one or other within the company But it is rare that that goes over to our personal life in terms of things, because there has to be something that's kept separate. And ultimately, both work the same way. You have to pick your battles. Like if something in the company, I'm not happy with something happening, I have to decide, is that something that I actually want to have a battle about? Is it actually a problem? Or is it just something that I'm a bit sort of like, well, I wouldn't have done it that way. If it's something that's just you wouldn't have done it that way, then but it's successful, then actually it's it's not something that's worth your time and having a disagreement about. And I think that rolls over into personal life as well. And I think we've got that down to a key T in our personal life that you pick your battles. Um, and therefore, that works in company as well.
0: Brilliant. So with us having that sort of distinction, yeah, the bit that's really been key for me as i think is we've then defined our roles and we know where our strengths and our weaknesses are and what was really clever or really cleverly really lucky or really good from that respect is that actually your areas of strength tend to cover my areas of weakness and vice versa as we've gone through that and we've had a clear vision then of the direction the company's going and that's been set and we're just working closer towards it um, the company's gone from strength to strength. Um,
1: You mean since the changes happened when uh, I got to take over doing bits? It's gone from (laughs) strength to strength.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah. So I think the clearer change really was me stepping back from that day-to-day running of the business. It needed structure. It needed organization. It needed systems and processes. And I knew to a degree that it needed it, but my thing was seeing it through to fruition. You mean you like control? Um. I don't know if it's necessarily I like control. Um, I like to be in control of my own elements, um, but I probably see that there's I'm like, oh, people are create, people can be creative when there's that lack of control. But I think the benefit I've been able to see is to go. Actually, the systems and processes that we design give predictable outcomes for eighty or ninety percent of the the job that's being done. The other ten to twenty percent is based on that individual's flair and. Yeah, and to be fair,
1: there's different elements of control, isn't it? Because while I refer to it that you like you liked to know uh, what was sort of going in, on in the company and you struggled to let go of anything, um in terms of um there is control in terms of the processes that have now been put in place because everybody follows the same method. Um if people want to change something, then they would have to go through a system. It's not as simple as they can just go, oh, actually, I think this works better. I'm going to do it this way. And therefore, you have multiple people in the company running stuff in different ways for the same um, product that they're creating. So yeah, you, some would argue that there's control
0: in either system of the way you do bits. Okay, so what have you seen as... Um, what well, have you seen the benefits in terms of having that larger team? Because I think if if there's lots of people who are listening to us, who maybe have gone down the route if they've hired people or they've heard horror stories of hiring people, um, but they've maybe they've hired people and then they've just gone, oh, oh my god, it feels more painful having people on board than it does when I was just doing it on my own. I could do it anywhere I liked, and I was always in control and I did everything. I'm sure, uh, if I remember correctly, we certainly had that in those early days. Yeah, it was the first few different members of staff that we had probably didn't last that long because we felt frustrated that it wasn't working. Would you argue that actually the best option is to have a team and not do it alone? And if if that is the case, what do you think we changed in order to move from those frustrations we had of hiring people to a successful hiring process and a successful experience with team members?
1: Uh, I think ultimately it depends on what your goals are. What do you want as a person and what do you want for your company? And ultimately your company goals should be based on what you want as a person. If, if you want to be able to um, have a certain amount of income and work very little hours, then the chances are you need to be looking at getting a team. I mean, there are people that can do that um, and achieve high salary, low hours, etc. But the majority of people would need a team behind them that's um running things for them so in which case you have to go through those painful painful points of hiring people um I think there's probably a lot of advice that either one of us or anybody else could give to people I think ultimately sometimes people have to experience some of those pains in order to um make the correct decisions because it's very hard when you haven't experienced some of those painful um sort of employees that you've had and stuff to understand where someone else is coming from um so one of the examples would be if you've got um three people show up for an interview and uh, one turns up and you know they they're drunk one to one doesn't turn up and the other one shows up and you just offer them the job because they're the ones that shown up actually, that doesn't mean that they're a good employee and it doesn't mean they're going to be good at the job because did you really question them and did you really make sure they were or was it just because they were the best on the day? Um, and I think everybody falls into making some of those mistakes in the beginning, um, even though we're all told not to do that. Um,
0: I think I think it's all too easy that actually you take the easy option and what you do is you hire friends or family. Recommend it
1: no <laughs> <laughs> don't recommend hiring friends and family don't recommend working with friends and family as well apologies to any of my family that are maybe you speak to that podcast um but no i don't recommend it um it, it can work really well but ultimately if there is an issue it is more awkward um Yeah, I think you feel like you have to go out of your way if there's an issue when you're employing somebody that's friends or family. Then again, that's more awkward because you know it's not just about work; it could have an impact in your home life as well, in your personal life. So, yeah, definitely wouldn't recommend those two. However, most business owners do end up doing it at some point along the line, and actually, for some people, it can be highly successful. Both of us know some um, company owners that do hire. Um, friends or family and it is really successful um i think you have to have some key things in place first of all
0: and what's what's one thing that, that the listeners would love to to get revealed and know about you or us that they probably don't already know about
1: no I don't know whether they'd want to hear (laughs) it as such, but one of the things that I probably find in some respects hardest about um, running a company with you and um, having a personal life with you as well is you're two very different people. So everyone has a business persona and a personal persona. And I don't think that makes a difference whether you work with the person or whether you work for a company, you're a different person at work compared to what you are at home. Um, But I find uh, sometimes it very difficult how different you are. So, in the company, you are um, very extrovert, you're very strong in your opinion, like so that. In social circumstances, though, outside of work, you're very quiet and introverted. In social circumstances, at home, you have a massive amount of banter. When it's just us and the children around, you banter all the time. Um, and we banter off each other I still have a degree of banter within my work environment whereas you tend not to and that's probably the most difficult bit for me of, is swapping between like yeah how different the banter level is
0: okay. have you got any questions for me that you think that would be useful to reveal any any additional information or
1: yeah i'd uh, i'd throw the same question back at you in terms of is there anything that you feel that should be revealed or is is different in work compared to home
0: that's a good question um sure i i'm a fairly open person i think i think you're right in terms of i do have those different characters um in terms of being at business versus versus home. And I do try as much as possible to try and bring the, the confidence and the, I think you refer to it as being extrovert in a work environment, I try and bring that to my home life outside of being at home. Uh, it's probably where I challenge, challenge myself a bit more in that respect. Um, I'd probably argue that yours is probably slightly the, the other way, actually. You probably mm-hmm. work slightly differently. Yours would be the case that you're you're much more confident in in social circles um and if you know if there was an event or a party or something you're probably likely to be right in the middle of it and everything's going on well, and,
1: yeah um, i'd completely agree with you i'm first up on the dance floor normally drink or not i don't need to have a drink to be up on the dance floor if it's in a social environment um in i would say i'm quite extrovert socially um, in terms of bits like that, but in work environment, you no, know, I'd rather sit at the back of the room and yeah, not be involved.
0: And I think, actually, the listeners probably won't realise quite how much effort it's taken to get you to come and appear on the podcast. Like, this probably was a fruit of an idea from me in the pre-planning of the podcast 12, 18 months ago when we were first considering launching it. We're 50 episodes in, and finally... <laughs> Yeah. to the point where you're prepared to come off
1: yeah I mean um luckily I actually liked Liv so she's not going to be fired off the back <laughs> but when Ian came home and was like oh Liv said that uh you should do the podcast because she feels that it's going into areas that would be better if it was uh sort of me going in onto it with Ian um I did joke to Ian I was like well Liv's getting fired tomorrow <laughs> Um, it's really not my bag to do something like this. I, you know, I much prefer to be sat sorting out the processes and making sure everything's running smoothly. Um, there have been numerous occasions where stuff's been sorted by myself, but Ian's been the face of it, to put it out to clients or whatever, and I, I'm happy with that. I don't mind the fact that people are like, oh, Ian, that's amazing, oh, that's really good. I'm I'm good with that. Um, yeah, so this is not my uh, forte at all
0: okay so now sam i think it's really good that actually what we could do is introduce to our listeners and our viewers that over the coming weeks we're actually gonna we're actually gonna mix things up a little bit in terms of the leaky bucket podcast so as we enter into season four there's going to be a number of key changes do you want to just introduce to everybody what those changes are? First of all, starting with the big headline change, which is?
1: The leak of the week.
0: And then what is the leak of the week? What do we, what do we really reveal during that?
1: Uh, it's something within the company over the last week that has um, not gone how we wanted it to or has caused a leak in some way.
0: And then we are on to the
1: win of the week. Um, And as said in the title, it's what have we got in the company in the last week where we've considered it a win.
0: Brilliant. And then we're on to
1: the buzz of the week. And that's about something that's been within the news or associated places um, that we would consider topical towards um, our business and how that affects
0: and then? The
1: pick of the week. Yeah. I can't
0: remember what the pick of the week is. So, so that's fine. So the pick of the week is that area where we discuss what we'll do. We'll do an introduction towards um, a, a film, um, another podcast, a book, a show, something that we think um, has just been, been really useful for, for our listeners to, to delve into and, and explore okay and then we're going to move on to
1: peek behind the curtain so it's a little something about us personally that relates to the company
0: right and then all of this leads the fact to go actually there's so many people that um and we've probably been guilty of this as well right you go and educate yourself whether that's reading books attending mastermind events um going to training sessions. All of those sorts of bits. And actually, then it's you go away and you do nothing. So the final bit that then we introduce as the big change is? The power move,
1: which is something that you've implemented or something you're going to uh, to make a difference to the company.
0: Fantastic. And then the big bit behind this is to go, Sam, you're going to be joining me on the podcast now for the rest of season four going through on this format and really exploring and delving into into all of those areas surrounding our company surrounding clients and surrounding different areas that we think we're going to be valuable for the listeners to to dive into so thanks for being brave and joining me on this next journey
1: yeah so this is something Ian likes to do because it was sold to me as a couple of episodes so (laughs)
0: Yeah, a couple of episodes,
1: 10,
0: 20, 30. Maybe forever. Yeah, thanks, Ian. So I think everybody, obviously, a bit of a round of applause for, for some for stepping up and going outside of a comfort zone and joining me. But I'm hoping then that over the next coming weeks, the the shift up in the episodes that we're doing just gives you that further insight in terms of how we operate as business owners what our individual styles then bring to the business, and how you can see the difference between just between those different styles. You know, my sort of more um, creative ideas and a bit more risk taking versus Sam's more um, controlled. Let's make sure it's it's predictable. We've considered the outcomes, and how we make sure that we've got that balance between us. So, Sam, anything to add before we before we go?
1: No, not at all. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. just as expected but thank you very much for listening everybody and we'll see you soon thanks so much for listening to this episode of the leaky bucket podcast i'd love it if you could help spread the message by clicking subscribe and leaving a review. also please do reach out to me on linkedin and let me know your thoughts on this episode you can also find more info and links in the show notes below see you next time